Welcome to CooperCast episode 91. This is your host, Al's parking break, John Sachs. Here we arrive in Boston and at Berkeley with Al and check in with his current and longest lasting wife, Susan. Well, there's a sentence here that reads, uh, I called an old friend of mine who was now a department head at Berkeley. The conversation went, hi. It's Al Cooper. Remember me? How you been? He says, nice to hear from you, Al. What can I do for you? Well, actually, I reached that time in my life when I was thinking about teaching at Berkeley. Oh, do you have any teaching degrees? No, actually, I don't. But Fred Lipsius, who was with me in Blood, Sweat, and Tears, has been teaching there for years, and he never had a teaching degree. Used to be like that, Al, but nowadays they're more critical about your qualifications. Nice to talk to you. Say hi to the wife and kids. Goodbye, Al. So then what happened? Well, then you did go to Berkeley. At some point, did they, uh, did they call you back or did you I don't remember. pursue it? I don't remember. But I had a, a very a very nice relationship with um, the boss, who was Lee Burke. Lee Burke, that yeah, people don't. Everybody spells it wrong. They don't realize it's. They spell it like the college in California, but it's really B E R K, L E E after Lee Burke, right? Well, there's a K in the one in California, isn't there? Yeah, but it's E L E Y, and this no, is, yeah, it's L E Y. Yeah, this one's two E's. Right. Says here, I remember the first day of teacher orientation at Berkeley. I was nervous. I was in over my head. I humbly sat down to learn uh, many teaching tips. And then um, my songwriting class had never heard of Laura Nero. Well, I should tell you that I talked to a guy's school class recently, and none of the kids in the class, middle school or high school, one of the two, had never heard about Dylan. There you go. I, was, I thought you were going to say Al Cooper, and I'd go... I'm not that well known. Yeah, but they never heard of Bob Dylan. I had to explain to them uh, who Bob Dylan was. Well, that's teachable. I don't know if it's teachable. Didn't you once say songwriting can't be taught? Hmm? Didn't you? I hear you once say that songwriting can't be taught. No, it can't. But you can teach things in relation to it. Yes. Right. So you could, you could make a songwriter better. Maybe. Well, yeah, if you uh, explained, you know, what made a great songwriter. Mm. Or what makes a great song. Well, that's part of it. What were, uh, what were the classes that you were actually teaching? I don't remember. Was it in relation, was, I think it was in relation to songwriting, wasn't it? Some of it was. Also music production? Yes. Mm. That's a tough subject to teach. Music production. Yeah, because everybody does it differently. Right. There's no, yeah, there's no one way to go about it. Well, you have to use what you know. Yeah. And then build on that. Yeah. I think. Of course, interesting, because you had come from an era where there were like two-track tape machines and now you're in an era when there's oh no no I, w I went through everything everything right yeah. but I mean I started mono 
in my oral, right? But I suppose the Berkeley kids probably didn't care about that. They didn't care about how it used to be. They cared about how it is. Yeah, but it's good to know the history. Yeah. Could you interest them in the history, or were they just not? No, I did, because I lived through it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to assume that Berkeley kids might not have known of Laura Nero, but they, they knew who Bob Dylan was. I hope. Well, Dylan was far more reaching than Laura Nero was, sadly. Well, yes. Right. How many of them were aware of Blood, Sweat, and Tears? This is 1995. I don't know. But how many of them were aware of you? I, I doubt very many. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they you'd were... Well, I mean, people knew me from my associations as opposed to my solo career. Okay. But it wasn't like kids would walk in the classroom and say, oh, my God, it's Al Cooper. They weren't like at all. Some would. Some would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a a class that I taught on video. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be fun if we could. It was a lecture. And it's um, if we could find that, we could put it on YouTube. People, that would be interesting. Was it just you, or did the kids ask questions? They ask questions. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hear them ask the question. Yeah. Well, you started the band, uh, the Funky, Funky Faculty, Faculty, when you were at Berkeley. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had to because I I would have been bored to death. So teaching just wasn't sufficient. No. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Burton was the president at that time, wasn't he? Yes. Did you connect with Gary at all? Well, I knew him. I knew him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a a reinvention of our friendship. Yeah. Now, he was obviously mainstream jazz guy. Yeah. And you grew up with a great love of jazz. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He was he was responsible for me being able to do that. I called and asked him specifically. Oh, okay. If he would be interested in me doing that, teaching there. Yeah. Yeah. And he welcomed it. Yeah. So it wasn't difficult because he was the boss. I met him one time when my company got the job of doing the first website for Berkeley. He was a gentleman. Nice guy. Yeah. So you formed the band with other faculty members. I, I sort of got involved in jam sessions. Yeah. And so I heard other people play that were teachers. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, this guy's good and this guy's good and like that. So that's how it happened. I think you told me at one point you thought that the Funky Faculty was kind of the best band you ever played with. They were so good. Oh, well, they were very good. Yeah. And luckily, we we traveled a lot. Yeah. I mean, worldwide. Still in between teaching. Yeah. Yeah, on vacation slots or whatever, you would you would travel and come oh, back. Oh, summers. Again. Summers, okay, right, 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 right. That was our summer school. Yeah. Did you ever use the funky faculty as any kind of a teaching thing for the kids? Did you ever, like, bring them into sessions, say, say, now, watch how we do this or anything like that? No, but we certainly played at um, the school concerts at, at Berkeley. Yeah, I used them to make my demos. Right, and then we started playing concerts. Yeah, 
locally at first, and then we went on the road <laughs> to Norway. Yes. It was, what, the Notodden Festival? Was that, was that the one? Could be. I think this is <laughs> the longest I've ever lived anywhere. This Boston yeah. scene, yeah. I think this is like, well, I moved here in 94. So what is that now? Uh, 94 to 2004, 2014. It'll be like 28 years now. 28? Yeah. Yeah. That's long from me. Well, uh... And I won't be moving anywhere. Yeah. Plus, another record breaker is, um, my, my marriage to Susan. Yes. Your fourth. And 24 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... If it's not too personal, where did you guys meet? Here? Up here? Let me think about that. Yes. Okay. Because I think you were, I think you were divorced when you moved to Nashville and didn't get remarried until you came to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a single Nashvilleian, <clears throat> and I met Susan, my current wife of twenty-four years. Yeah. Pretty early on. Here, in yeah. Boston area. Yeah. But I mean, she she's broken every record. <laughs> well, I still have a few in the basement. But on the other hand, uh, it's also true that with all your previous marriages, you were like on the road a lot, leaving these poor women alone, and that's not ideal for a relationship. Whereas, no, with this relationship, you've kind of been here. Well, not all the time. Well, it's true. You you traveled start, with the I, funky faculty. Yeah, I started mm. out on the road. Yeah, yeah. But we survived it all. Yeah. And, and then uh, on occasions, she would go with me. Right. Kick a trip to somewhere cool. Right? I know we went off the top of my head. We went to England. Oh, my God. I could have an answer right now. Yeah. Sue, <laughs> we need you. The conversation has moved to Al's Boston days. What? Uh, uh, let me handle this. Sure. What are the What are the road trips you went on? Just to New York and L.A. England. 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 Okay. That's all we can think of. All your other trips, you went with your band. No, I understand. That's why I was going. Well, we were saying that uh, one reason for the stability of this marriage compared to the others is that Al wasn't traveling as relentlessly as he was in the early days. <laughs> I don't mind you traveling. <laughs> She's encouraging She just you. wishes I could travel more. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not... The old, the old country lyric. Uh, I, I'll tell you, yeah. actually, I was thinking about it. I used to embrace when he would travel because we're both kind of like you and Ruth, independent. Yeah. And he would travel and I would have my time. Yeah. And then he would come home. The old lyric was, how can I miss you when you won't go away? <laughs> <laughs> An absinthe makes the heart 
This has been Coopercast episode 91, brought to you by Marital Bliss. You can submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the Coopercast page.